0: Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke.
1: I'm Katie.
2: And I'm Tom.
0: Yeah, Tom Hush from Our Secret Origins. Uh, uh, Woo! For, the former you're you're literally you're you're the the Wraith to our to our Danny as a podcast. Like you taught us <laughs> oh, how to, wow. you taught us how to fly. <laughs> uh, you know. That's very cute. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of uh you see the title, it's Pearl Harbor. Um mm-hmm. uh <laughs> I was so charmed because uh, I hadn't heard from Tom in a little bit, I saw on social media this 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 guy got engaged, and I was like, "Oh, good for him." Uh, and and then he also mm. reached out to me and was like, "Yo, I want to come on the show sometime and do Pearl Harbor." And I was like, "How about you come on the very next episode?" Because I would love to do that. <laughs> uh, and I, as as you know, the last time you heard me on the show, I was not a married s- stiff. Now I am a husband. Mm-hmm. Um. Me and Taylor Taylor are back from our weekend-long honeymoon in Anaheim. Bought lots of cool Disney gear. And uh, we're excited to talk about all things uh, World War II, specifically the surprise Mm -hmm. attack on Pearl Harbor and Michael Bay's retelling of the day that will live in infamy.
2: (sighs) Yeah, that sigh says it all. (laughs)
0: Well,
2: if I I may, I want to give you guys context as to why I needed to talk about this movie oh please do Um, so when I in 2001 I was living in a uh, space Singapore I'm sorry. yeah a space odyssey more uh, it was I was living in Singapore at the time uh, oh. we had yeah we had moved there when uh, that January of 2001 so I was in this new world I was kind of just like getting my bearings and one of the things that i really held on to was mtv video wake up so i used to get up every morning before school and watch mtv video wake up at like five o'clock in the morning fuck yeah and (laughs) it was the the videos that i remember the most watching and being on repeat were as follows blink 182 first date good Uh, uh, Moulin Rouge version of Lady Marmalade. Better. Mm. Crazy. <laughs> and then Faith Hills. There you'll be the love theme from Pearl Harbor. Top notch. I used to see that video like every day for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Finally, um, my parents got invited to like this corporate thing where they would often take, Uh, my dad and my mom to the movies to see some sort of premiere and they went and saw Pearl Harbor now I remember seeing the posters everywhere like in the movie theater when I would go Mm -hmm. and I thought to myself wow my parents are going to see this movie at a really adult sort of thing it's like a company thing this must be what adults watch this must be Mm. the most grown-up movie ever made Mm -hmm. because I can't see it And, uh, it just must be so the posters of like the zero planes flying across the, you know, the clotheslines. I was like, wow, this must be super intense and super good. It wasn't until about, I'd say 2005. Yeah. (laughs) It was in 2005. I finally got to watch it. And even then in that time, I was maybe 10 or 11 at the oldest. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, "What the hell is going on in this movie?" Mm-hmm. I couldn't be- I had never seen a movie that long before. I had never seen a movie that complicated before. And while I simultaneously thought, this is terrible, I was so obsessed with it because I couldn't get it out of my head that, wait, this is a really adult movie. I'm supposed to like this, right? If I'm a grown-up, If I want to be a grown-up, I have to understand Pearl Harbor. And so I continued watching it over and over again for, like, the next, like, 20 years. (laughs) I just, like, I had to understand it. I had to understand it. And it wasn't until uh, much later that I realized, no, this movie is bad, but it's still fascinating. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah, No, I... It's a
2: fascinating swing.
0: I, too have an insane amount of n- nostalgia for this movie. And it's kind of weird because even when you like, when you suggested it, I was like, I'll get to it. I was like, fuck, is it really three hours? How do I remember? it? <laughs> I'm like, how do I remember it so well? Like I was like, that's crazy. And like, I remember, uh, I saw it probably in like, Oh two, like once it was on VHS mm-hmm. and in the household, my, bro- my older brother had that fatty boom, batty, uh, double VHS, you know, that was the mm-hmm. mark yeah, yeah. of a long flick and that, that um, similarly to Tom drawing childhood assumptions like, oh, if it's this, this means it's an adult movie. Me being like, mm-hmm. my dad fucking loves his his two VHSer of Braveheart, which must mean this movie is as good as Braveheart. And <laughs> as a kid, I assumed that Braveheart was the best movie ever made because it was my dad's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched the shit of, uh, out of Pearl Harbor and never stopping to think whether or not it was good. Just being like, of course it is. And like, mm-hmm. and like I was shattered when Evelyn cheated on on Affleck with uh, <laughs> Josh Hartnett as a kid. I remember it. I remember the mm-hmm. heartbreak. I felt, like, probably, like, let's see, how old was I? Ten? Like, and I remember being, like, that was maybe my first – Pearl Harbor might have been my first brush with, like, mm. the idea of a love triangle and heartbreak. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's too much for a kid, frankly. I probably shouldn't have been – I probably shouldn't have been so adamantly – uh uh watching this movie and so attached to it. My brother, granted, was four years older than me. So he was probably mm-hmm. like right about who Disney was aiming at. Uh, they really mm-hmm. wanted that sweet spot, like teen, like the people that saw Titanic 65 times in theaters. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh and so I, I I liked it a lot and it fucked my head up when I watched it uh uh for this how well I remembered it. And like I mean, my God, I don't know if that's a testament to it being landmark in cinema as in our childhood. We are kind of like that era of where it was like one of the big movies happening. It's expensive as shit. It was a blockbuster or wanted to be. Um, I don't know if it's because I watch it a shitload. I don't know if it's because Michael Bay is a genius. That could be. And uh, (laughs) I'll say I've never come after Michael Bay in the history of this podcast. And I'm not about to start. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you man I, I, I think uh, the score Rips I think that uh, I, I, like, I like the script Fuck it And, uh, and uh, Man oh man Do I love An expensive movie I, I'll, I went and saw Alita Battle Angel Just for fuck of it Cause I'm like that, oh this, is, this is expensive I'm liking that uh, I didn't like I didn't like Alita Battle Angel And I'm mm-hmm. conflicted About Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. As a film Uh, Katie do you have any sort of nostalgia or background of this or was this a first timer
1: so I did see this at some point I remember having watched it as a kid uh and but I remembered none of it and so I called all three different members of my family this week and I got brought up like what are you doing this week and I'm like oh we're going to record a podcast about Pearl Harbor here's are the different reactions I got my mom was like is Pearl Harbor a bad movie? and I'm like I don't remember that's where my but I guess head's we'll at. see <laughs> <laughs> And then my my brother and dad were both had different quotes that they remember being excruciating to them. For my brother it was I didn't even know the Japs were sore at us. And for my dad, it was, uh, no, you're the father. And that's the only thing that they remembered about
0: <laughs> this movie. Do you remember the quote I had in my head that I could have said it in unison with Affleck, having not watched this in 20 years? I, I, what? I, 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 could have, I literally turned to Taylor. I'm going to not-
2: guess. Jake. Can I, or not Jake. Sorry. Lou. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, it happens. Can I, t- can I take a guess? Yes, can please. Can I take a wild yes, guess? Yes, please. Is it the homage line? Ooh, that's very oh. good
0: that's very okay. good that, but oh, i have one not, too i have one that stood one out to me i could, the one that i literally like turned to look at taylor with my coffee and i was like please <laughs> don't take my wings I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> that's the one i remembered as a kid being like whoa this is drama you know what i mean yeah. so i was like oh I, I just got trouble with letters that's all
1: yeah the <laughs> one that the one that stuck out to me was it's french champagne from france
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and then he pops the cork into his fucking broken oh, nose it hurts god damn that
0: it hurts. that hurts something fierce <laughs> he's an amazing crier uh, here dude it's weird he is it, he it looks like he's in serious pain i was thinking about this i was like uh ben affleck has popped up on this podcast probably more than any main Three, character four they, let's, yeah let's Shocking go, through, no let's one. go through, i mean yeah at least four <laughs> and that is not because uh i dislike we don't like apple exactly yeah that is a coincidence and in fact Mm -hmm. i would argue the reason he pops up so much is because i like watching his movies so much that i want to get on in the fucking microphone and defend it um Mm -hmm. very fair but i'm not ready to defend this quite as hard as like daredevil or something like yeah or or especially no bvs like uh i have i have i I do have some issues but i want to i want to wait a second to get into
2: it
1: Okay, I'm very excited to talk about this movie because I'm furious at both of you for making me watch it.
2: Oh, don't be furious. Let me, let me throw this out here. I that is the funniest
0: face Katie's ever made. We're on <laughs> video right now. I, we're never on video. We're usually just on the phone. And like, like she said that with a smile. It was terrifying.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, that's the point of Pearl Harbor. I want to I mm. focus a little bit on Michael Bay here because Please. This, is, this is his, what, maybe third feature film? Mm, mm-hmm. um, because he starts with Bad Boys In 1995 That's his, his first it. feature film Great, great fucking movie Because that script was terrible And they mm-hmm. fixed it Him, yeah. Will Smith, and Martin Lawrence fixed that movie uh, Then he does Armageddon in 1998 Great movie mm-hmm. Incredible popcorn blockbuster Made like a bajillion dollars at the box office So Michael Bay in 2001 Is certified gold He is fried gold Mm -hmm. So if he come, I I guess he comes to touchstone him and Jerry Bruckheimer. They're just like, you know, remember how much money that Titanic made? We want to do that. We want to take a, a, an historical tragedy and turn it into the biggest movie of all time. I want to say the budget is somewhere around the 140, 150 million Mark. It's a biggie. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to, and you're going to want to double that for the marketing. So let's say, a a cool $300 million is spent on making and marketing this film. This needs to be the biggest film of all time. And Michael Bay thinks he can take on Jim Cameron. Listen, I'm not a huge (laughs) Jim Cameron guy, but Titanic Mm -hmm. is a fucking masterpiece. It is. Mm -hmm. And Michael Bay says, I can top that, uh, while leaving out the reasons, the things that make Titanic great. If you take all the stuff that makes Titanic great, like the, the charisma between the love triangle. I think all three of the actors in Pearl Harbor are good, but they are ultimately just don't work. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a second. So take that out. Uh, also, with the love triangle, uh, there's no villain. There's no Billy Zane. You got to have your Zane. In Josh order for Hartnett that to work. is
0: Josh Hartnett is Billy Zane
2: in this movie. He's but, supposed to be the Zane, but you, he's not Bani. the Zane? Yes, he well, is. Well, is this The no,
1: enemy can't... the Japanese. like yes, there's exactly, no like right? enemy within troubling. the love triangle,
2: which is
0: troubling. It is. I'm way which... happier being mad at an iceberg than like than like watching cartoonish <laughs> Japanese people like it, it's, it's that's troubling.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, so that's, that's where that falters is that the real villain, the real only real villain is the Japanese, which I guess within the context of making a ultra patriotic sort of, uh, blockbuster is going to happen. That doesn't make it right, but it just kind right. of a byproduct of it. No, I hear you. And then it doesn't justify its three hours. No, it doesn't. Anyway, Roger mm-hmm. Ebert. Said in his one and a half star review of this film, it is a two hour movie stuffed into three hours. I read that yeah. makes no sense. Mm-hmm. The entire last hour of this movie with Operation the Doolittle Run just just does not need That's to exist. It's a separate flick, yeah. I, I agree mm-hmm. with it. It's completely. a totally different movie. I, com- I agree with it so completely. It is, but I, where, where it is a very expensive swing. It is a swing for the fences. This is Michael Bay just laying it all on the table and saying, this Mm -hmm. is going to be my movie. Uh, Because he got a lot of shit for Armageddon. Uh, Even though it made a billion dollars, critics hated it. And he never Mm -hmm. took that well. He never took that well. To this day, if you ask him about Armageddon, uh, he's totally changed his tune on it. When he was making it, he's like, this is going to be like an epic masterpiece. Um, It's not dumb. It's really great and clever and everything like that. But he has, over the last, you know, almost 20 years, uh, we'll say like what, like 15 years now, um, he's completely pivoted uh, and been like, oh no, this is supposed to be co- almost a comedy. And he mm-hmm. never took it's the like criticism that he Tom got. From well. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's exactly that kind of bruised male mentality. This motherfucker is the guy who made Got Milk like an iconic yeah. advertising phrase. This mm-hmm. guy shot the most beautiful people on earth in music videos and was a huge deal. His former film professor in the criterion edition of Armageddon on DVD wrote a beautiful essay about how this guy's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. And he was so bruised that he's like, I have to make my serious masterpiece. And Pearl Harbor was supposed to be it. I appreciate the ambition it just does not track. It just does not work on any level.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear you. And I think you're hitting on what maybe is like that uh, like animal instinct inside of me that draws me to something like this, where a pattern I need to recognize in myself while being kind of an indie boy is, boy, oh boy, if you give somebody with a really interesting vision and a lot of money to do something stylish – Apparently, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking flock to it, like,
2: cause like mm-hmm. hashtag I, Snyder cut. You know I'm a Snyder
0: <laughs> boy. You know that. Uh, you know I think I I don't necessarily love Transformers. I don't blame that on Michael Bay, but I think he's made tons of flicks I really do dig. Like Pain and Gain is a fucking movie I really enjoyed. Uh, of course, you mentioned Bad Boys, um, and I don't dislike Pearl Harbor. Uh, but again, I think that's due to nostalgia of watching it as a kid. Uh, and, and, and whatnot. I think, I think I'm, there's certain movies I'm incapable of watching with, um, uh, adult eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. and there was flashes of that. Uh, and that's where my confliction comes in. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and my question I want to pose to both of you is, is, is this, is a movie like this disrespectful? Because mm. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there watching your his magnum opus, forty minute sequence of just American soldiers getting, just I mean it's 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 torture porn, it's a snuff film, yeah. Because we know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Guess what? It's we've been taught it for since it happened in the forties. We know we're watching, we're waiting an hour, just pulling the taffy. Even the morning, just like oh December sixth, December seventh, when who's gonna die? Which character do you like? And then it's like you get there. And you take 40 minutes to mow them down. They're like, what's the most fucked up, brutal way I could portray American soldiers dying? So, like, Should we have them drown in a ship? Should we have them get, like, fucking torched by burning hot oil? Should we have them get blown to smithereens? And it's a long sequence.
1: The, the thing that I think makes it disrespectful isn't that it's... I, I think that... Because, like, with, with Saving Private Ryan, like, that sticks with you because it's horrific. Sure. Like, that doesn't come off as torture porn so much to me is just like, oh, my God, like, this is something that people experienced. But with something like this, what kind of makes it, makes it disrespectful is that Michael Bay is doing his cool Michael Bay explosions to us.
0: That's the point. I think
1: that's that's what that's it is. That's the point, because
0: I'm sitting there, I'm like... Because I'm like, we're
1: supposed to be like, it's so cool, right?
0: but to spend, people are dying. To spend all this money to, to recreate one of the biggest tragedies in American history uh, in, mm-hmm. in glorious technicolor didn't sit right with me uh watching it at, at 27 as opposed to watching it when i was 10 um mm-hmm. and it's like you know it was also 0102 we were in a very america fuck yeah time uh you know mm-hmm. so i played like i mean i think it did insanely well on home video from what i understand uh and stuff like that so i i, I know that maybe that played a little better in 0102 mm-hmm. i don't know uh mm-hmm. but that was the only thing where I'm like, I don't know the answer. I'm being a little devil's advocate because I know there are war movies, and war movie is one of the one of the most like you know hallowed traditions in cinema. Uh, like it's a mm-hmm. it's a classic. So I, I, I wanted to get your
2: guys' thoughts on that. Well, let, let me throw this out there. Um, I I want to say it was God. I want to say it was Francois Truffaut that said that there is no such thing as an anti-war war movie um mm. because depictions of battle are in of themselves exciting they will they are stimulating um even though it's clear that something like saving private ryan or even the thin red line which is a movie that i think is better than saving private ryan um mm-hmm. even though those are depicted in much more grim sort of ways. Even more recent fairs, such as like Fury, um, with Shia and Brad Pitt. Uh that's a pretty grim movie. That's a very grim movie. It's certainly not on the level of Bombass as something like Pearl Harbor, but I guess the argument to be made is that any depiction of battle is inherently exploitative. In the sense that we are exploiting um the de people's deaths for ostensibly entertainment now is Pearl Harbor on a, on a scale of probably the most exploitative. No doubt. I mean, look at Michael Bay's work. That guy like kind of hates his audience. If you think about it, Mm -hmm. the way that he depicts death, destruction, and mayhem, like some of the shit in Armageddon is pretty unnerving. Like you see some pretty wanton destruction. Um, Mm -hmm. And so is it disrespect? I think, you would have to say that any depiction of of someone's deaths is in uh, in a realistic or historical event is kind of disrespectful and then just kind of accept it you know um, I guess so
0: I but I guess like when you have a 3 hour movie and the middle hour is just this battle pretty much um or not even a battle it's a it's a you know it's a yeah it's a, an attack uh yeah. with little to no response because, uh, you know, it was a surprise, obviously. I know history. I went to school. Um, <laughs> but my only thing is the way it plays to me when you have all of those, like, w- like all of those, like, what's the most fucked? Like, they were all out trying to outdo each scene on what's the most fucked up crimson thing we could do. And it turns into a point where I'm like, yo, in the editing process, why don't you just pick your favorites? And, like, mm, cut out, mm-hmm. like... You know, because like I'm, I'm all, I understand. Yeah, you want to make a magnum opus and yeah, you want it to be three hours, but holy shit, man. If this movie was like 215. And, like, all of those things, like, Much better. there's yeah. lots of stuff happening that I do think is so fucking brutal and intense. And good cinema. Like, when Evelyn has to mark people with her lipstick on, like, more, who has morphine, yeah. who hasn't. And then the guy's like, fucking, you got to go out there and literally just pick who can even be saved. Like, fuck the people that are going to die. You need to mark the ones we can actually do something with. That's horrifying. Like, and that's good. That's good cinema. And I think that's an interesting way to depict that. You know, like, you give your character a choice. You're working within the movie. It's not just all these nameless soldiers getting just fucking tortured um like you know like and it's just like pick your battles here i mean for lack of a better pick your your fucking your your shots i i don't know that Mm -hmm. it just it seemed like it's it played to me like they couldn't choose between one or the other and so it's like let's just put all the fucked up shit in together i don't know I don't know. I and think I, there's
2: an there's an element of again to compare it to Titanic because I think that's its closest analog for sure. I think uh, that's a is, safe is Titanic? Comparison. This is what he was going for. Is that the sinking of the ship takes an entire hour? That's mm-hmm. the entire the, the entire last act of the movie is about an hour, it's and fuck. it's that's the ship sinking. That's a little snuff, yeah. corny, too, but. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. Um, but maybe that's where Bay was like, "Well, I have to have my epic." I'll as you mentioned, that. I have to have my epic monkey sip, see, monkey uh, do sort thing. of deal. Like yeah. studios love that. I mean, there there are scenes like ripped from Titanic, like yeah, people drowning. Like people drowning is literally just ripped from Titanic for you know? sure.
1: I do think though that there is a kind of uh, genre misunderstanding. Because Titanic is a disaster movie, and Pearl Harbor is trying to have it both ways as a disaster movie and a war movie.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. a love triangle. And-, <laughs> and Like, like, don't forget yeah. they want that to happen really bad in this movie. Oh,
1: oh <laughs> I have a whole breakdown of the love triangle whenever I'm, we get to I'm, that.
0: I'm ready. Like, I, I'm ready to hear your breakdown of the love triangle, because I know that you're just chomping at the bit to, to give me the business on, on why this movie mm-hmm. fucking sucks, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: but like... So there's certain things that I realize that I can't speak to. I, as I'm biased because I don't particularly like like action or sure. war movies sure. or disaster movies, so I can't speak to anything on that level. But what I can speak to is, are the character interactions, and right off the bat, like from the very beginning, we have this very bizarre childhood sequence between our two leads, so weird. Uh, Danny and Rafe, so weird. and they take a joyride in uh Danny's father's plane and when they come back uh the father is doing an abuse to Danny and uh Rafe picks up a piece of wood and I thought for a second that he was just going to murder this man and I thought the movie was going to go an entirely different way and of course he ends up not dying but I thought this small child was going to kill this grown man and then, of course, like, Rafe is giving him the business, like, stop it. You can't do that to him. And the the man, and he's talking to him about war calls and him a dirty German. all that.
2: Yeah, he calls him a German. Yeah, he calls
1: him a dirty German. You're right. And the the father takes a moment to be like, I fought against the Germans. And.
0: In the trenches. It's.
1: What. What really made me unnerved about that is what is this supposed to mean? Because the, the dad was supposed to be this bad guy, and now they're trying to give him like this depth. But I think that it comes way too early. Like if the father character came up later, as like a char- like a character that they had to like speak to, sure. and like he kind of says his piece about war, that would have made way more sense. But he goes from abuser to somebody who actually knows the horrors of war in this very like whiplash moment. So are w- what? why that scene like what is that supposed to do that scene
0: played to me the opening is like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna kill about four birds with one stone we're gonna be these kids know about flying rafe knows more than danny they're interested in it we got to set up their you know what i mean then we also at the same time we're tackling that that uh while while danny's dad's a cool guy giving him the the thumbs up after taking the the thing out that Rafe's dad is, a, is more abusive which led to a worse childhood they're trying to cover that and they're also trying to cover the fact that I fought in World War I during fucking trench warfare and this is why mm-hmm. I'm a fucking psychopath drunk beating my kid you know what I mean and it happens too quickly though I couldn't agree more but I'm just saying that's what they're trying to do and if, stuff it if all if into I this may... opening
2: scene which is weird because they have three hours to do stories so I don't know why they would put uh-huh. it there uh, just a clarification, what? it's Rafe's dad owns the crop dusting plane. Oh, I misunderstood Danny's dad, that. Yeah, is Danny's dad is William Fickner. I misunderstood. Um, is the dad. Shout, by the way, shout out to my boy William Fickner, uh, character actor extraordinaire. That's how you know you're in a fucking Michael Bay movie is that William Fickner comes in, does a solid like three minutes of just whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. but please continue. I just want to make sure that was clear. Is that Rafe's dad is the crop duster. And then William Fickner is, uh, the abusive father. So of wait
0: a minute. Oh, I misread that completely. Wow. I, okay. Well, regardless, Katie continue.
1: The movie sucks. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then, then I think the movie wanted to clarify. Cause I, again, like there is some confusion. Like Luke and I both were kind of like, what is, why, so I think that when uh, Rafe turns to Danny and says, you're my best friend, as on the nose as that is, I feel like that was a way to further communicate to the audience that they are best friends, not brothers. Because I think that, like,
0: Smart.
1: it is a little unsure, but it also comes off kind of like, okay.
0: Did we meet the as children? Ever?
1: I think that it because what this movie should have been it shouldn't have been a love triangle. It should have been just about these two guys. Yeah. Like that's what this movie wanted to be in oh, the first it place. Did.
0: It did. But like, you know, Katie, Kate, what's the classic trope? what what? become what co- What's the one thing that can come between two bros, Katie? Two brothers in back and back Kate
1: Beckinsale, apparently. I mean,
0: and I don't well, blame them. This is a classic
2: <laughs> case. This is a classic case of what I call the not gays. This is when, I'm dead serious. This is when the studio or the director is like, Okay, I think this really is, I, I think it really shows itself in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, You remember Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, two okay. bros traveling through time together, but what's that <laughs> shit with the princesses?
1: Yeah. yeah they yeah. don't
2: need to be there. It's because mm-hmm. they don't want people to think that Bill and Ted are gay, even though there is... A little bit of homoerotic subtext, but that's all male relationships. There's a little yeah, bit of homoerotic that's subtext. That's matter. just how it is. Yeah. That's what it's like being a man. Yeah. So that is this is Michael Bay giving us a little bit of the not gays, where they're just like, well, these are guys are not going to be like, I can write, you know. You can be my wingman anytime. They're 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 trying to be a not Top Gun, I was about which to say, is Top Gun is the most is the gay Top Gun is gay. the gayest man movie ever. It's yeah. the most gay man movie ever made, Rocky and I've seen cruising with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what they're doing. Is like we have to throw this storyline in here because then everybody's going to think that Rafe and Danny have like this weird sexual tension, even though of course they do. They're in the military together and all this kind of stuff. I I don't think it's that uh onerous, you know what i mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And what i find so fascinating is again this is Pearl Harbor is Michael Bay's Titanic mm-hmm. and Titanic is Rose's story. It's a story about a a woman finding her own agency sure. and like even with so the two sex scenes that happen if you if you compare the two there's the sex scene between um Danny and The love
0: bug. Evelyn they're on the beach and like yeah. Uh, like yeah.
1: No, it's the parachutes. It's oh, like, like they're yeah. the, the set piece yeah. of the parachutes and they're like, gonna do it. And like, uh, d- wow. d- I mean, Rafe is dead, but we're not going to spend a lot of time thinking about that. that or we think Rafe out. is dead. That's why Josh
0: Hartnett's <laughs> a... That's why Josh Hartnett's a fucking villain in this movie. He is Billy Zane. You showed me. You went back to... No, 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 no. Fuck it. If you are going to go back to 1923 and make them lifelong oh. friends as children, and you're always going
1: gonna... mean, to... It's just so fucked.
0: It's just so fucked. But
1: Kate, Kate Beckinsale, Evelyn, she doesn't even... Nobody mourns him. Like, poor poor now, goddamn hey, Ray. Hey ben now, Affleck. Hey now. They
2: put a shot for him up in the bar. You know, They pour him a little shot next to the two guys they punch who died in training. him during the...
1: Yeah, they, they punch it during the fight sequence. So you get the fight sequence. Like, like I get it. Lips. I remember that very vividly. But, but, like, compare that to, like, the sex scene in Titanic, where it's very, like, steamy. contained and, like, very steamy and passionate, and it's been building up, like, the, the hand. whole time. The hand on and the
0: steam. Also, I saw that what's... too young as well. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Another thing that I think is really interesting about the dynamics of Titanic is that the woman is in the more masculine position of pursuing the guy, kind man. of. And yeah, he's, like, this more kind of sensitive, artistic feminine soul and you really get a sense of that at the end when, when they've had sex because yeah. it's it's kate winslet who's holding leonardo dicaprio he's, he's and like a boy. tenderly he's tenderly like a trembling his hair. Fawn,
2: you know yeah
1: evelyn i don't think has any agency in no, this movie no like at all she just nurse. kind of goes from this, She's an this prop- she is a good nurse that's her but be- like as a character most,
0: yeah.
1: as a character like within this love triangle if we're just talking about the love triangle sure. like it just feels like she gets passed from oh, one person oh, to the she's other.
0: Nothing. Yeah. No. 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 You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Like it's totally. It. Uh, it's not even like it's not even a. Th- it's not an afterthought because it's not even thought of. Like it's totally mm-hmm. like, the only characters that matter is like, well, now she's mine. Now she's mine. Like you know what I mean. Like it's so. But then I sit there and think I'm like. You know i'm i'm sitting here being like yeah i can't believe you did that to Affleck, but also didn't didn't they only know each other for like three weeks and like also didn't you know it it just it's all so messy and i have no idea what life must have been like uh at that Mm -hmm. time i know my i know that our a lot of our grandparents were in that war and uh I, I can't imagine what it would be like to to have to like do I marry so do I marry my best gal back home that I've known for for a few days before I go off and mm-hmm. maybe die when I'm 20 or you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I don't know
1: but okay so then we get to the to the point where like Rafe comes back they they fight each other yada yada Pearl Harbor happens then they go do the Doolittle raid and then, and then at the very like at some point it's revealed that uh while Rafe was away. And Danny and Evelyn were it. hooking yeah. up. Yeah, that uh, Evelyn is pregnant now mm. with uh, with Danny's child. And in the Doolittle raid, as Danny dies, Ray finally decides to tell him, like, "You're gonna be a father." And he says, "No, you are." Mm-hmm. So it's this weird kind of non conclusion to this love triangle where both of them get the girl.
0: I like how clean. Yeah. I like how clean that breaks. <laughs> honestly, I was sitting there appreciating it. <laughs> I was sitting there being like, "Ooh, well, you know that does <laughs> end up really nicely." I was like, "There's no Billy Zane here. This is great. Rose isn't heartbroken. <laughs> like, uh, you know, she she liked yeah. both of them just fine, from what we understand. Yeah, they just she's yeah. like, I because even it's even like when when she sees Athlete get off, there's something in her eye that's like, well, I hope they both get off because like I kind of like them both. You know what I mean? And then he's in a, <laughs> and then he's in a, a horrible wood casket. I will say that I think. Affleck and Josh Hartnett do such a good job with each other in this movie that they will mm-hmm. draw the ca- like just the the animal emotions out of me. Like I I believe them in that in that scene like in that in that final scene that we didn't need like where where Danny dies and stuff. You know like I believe mm-hmm. Affleck. I always will. I think he's got it. It's in the eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And also like is Josh Hartnett deserves the career resurgence he's about to 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 have right now because. I'm sitting there being like, how is this guy not the biggest star in the world? Like he, he's he's adorable.
2: Pearl Harbor kind of screws up a lot of people's careers uh right here for at least a little bit. Um, cuz I'm trying to think of what Ben Affleck does after this. Like ben, what ben Jersey a, girl?
0: Well, no, that was not Till 04. Like Ben was fine. Ben Ben was like oh, yeah, probably he,
2: he cuz he was in he was Daredevil. He was Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. yeah, no, he
0: was he was making he was raking in money cuz he appeared in Strike Back in 01. He had Pearl Harbor in 01. Uh, like he was, he was becoming one of the, the, I don't think this touched him, but it did fuck up Josh Hartnett a little bit. Uh, yeah, it fucked. It, it, it took
2: a lot of stock out of him. Took a little stock out of Josh Hartnett because he really never recovered from this. Um, but Kate, I, Kate Beckinsale ended up being fine. Um, Jennifer Garner got huge uh, cause she was, oh yeah. like, I mean, she, yeah. she what?
0: ended up as the Electra to our daredevil. Go back and listen to that
2: episode. We did it. We covered it. We liked mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of shocked by the casting. Uh, there's the number of names in this, especially uh, there's a lot of that guys. Fucking John uh, Voight just, as
0: FDR. Making yeah. Me just yeah John
2: Voight What mm-hmm. the hell? Uh, Ewan <laughs> Bremner as my least favorite character, Red. I think Red is a terribly offensive character. Mm. Um, like great. the whole stutter thing. I, I don't know whose idea that shit was, but um, I love Ewan Bremner because Bremner, he's a really good actor, but not here. Um, Mm -hmm. you've got obviously Jennifer Garner, which blew my mind. I forgot she was in it. And frankly, I think she's looking amazing in this with the big glasses and everything. Mm -hmm. She She embodies the 1940s. Yep. Uh, obviously Cuba Gooding Jr. as one of the few actual historical characters in this, uh, Mm Dory Miller, um, which I thought was kind of odd that they have everyone else playing fictional characters except for, uh, of a few cast members. And they don't really tell you who goes to the
1: titanic thing because they had like the unsinkable unsinkable molly brown and they had like the actual like builder of the ship and like a they had like a whole rogues gallery of historical figures in that movie so they're like we gotta have like the one exciting like one of the one excuse me one of the really exciting ones on our movie as well yeah
2: right right um let's see michael shannon uh has Mm -hmm. a nice has a nice Mm -hmm. five to ten minutes in there the goose, uh, Matt, he Matt gets, Matt Davis. Dude, he
0: gets actually. He gets some stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. I he would argue it's more needs. than ten minutes because he, he sticks around. I, I like he sticks around all the way through the third act, kind of.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's on I'd the have bomber to do a clock plane. On that, um, well, Matt Davis, exists. best known, yeah, uh, Matt Davis, probably best known for being in Legally Blonde. He is uh, war, uh, Warren or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. He's the love interest. Uh, he's in that. Uh, A beautiful turn from uh, Makoto Iwamatsu, better known as Mako. Um, Mm -hmm. He's the admirable, and you probably know him as the voice of Aku from Samurai Jack, and also Uncle Iroh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just just a crazy... Sean Gunn is in this. Uh, Yeah. He's got a tiny, tiny, tiny role. Here's a quote from Sean Gunn about Pearl Harbor. Uh, my Pearl Harbor story is that I've never seen it And I suspect that I was cut completely from the movie But my name is fairly high in the credits at the end So anybody mm-hmm. that's ever said that they saw me in Pearl Harbor I think they just saw the list of credits at the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> So it's just it's just weird The number of people in this That uh, I just can't even believe Tom Sizemore like why? Other than he was in Saving Private Ryan, it's just odd. It's mm-hmm. just I was so quite odd. Pleased. I was quite pleased to to see Michael Shannon,
0: and like that
2: surprised the shit
0: out of me. John Voight surprised the shit out of me. Just stuff I wouldn't have recognized as a kid. And Michael Shannon, when I'm ten, is not Michael Shannon when I'm 27. I mean, holy shit, his body of work is True. next level. You know what I mean? So, like that guy is an absolute fucking star. There's a lot of gems in here that that give that lends this movie a, more rewatchability because of the fact mm-hmm. that there are uh, so many like names that it's intriguing for me to watch Alec Baldwin kind of crush it. You know, it's in, in, in CMB young. It's intriguing for mm-hmm. me to watch John Voight in some killer makeup. uh, It looking just like FDR. And of course mm-hmm. I want to go back and watch Affleck always. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, Oh, and I mean, yeah, like I, I the more I think about it, just names everywhere. Um, That
2: gives it, let me, let me throw you a question. Please. Uh, I was going to throw out what's, what's for both of you guys. What is your favorite scene in this movie? Obviously, uh, this is not a great movie, but if you had to pick one scene as being your favorite, Katie, if you, if you would start us off, what is the best scene in this movie?
1: Oh God. Okay. Uh, I think that the, I was talking to Erica about this this morning and, uh, she made a good point which I think is the scene where FDR is kind of like talking to everybody about the response to the movie and he get, he gets out out of his chair and uh, addresses them That's supposed to be like the movie's like thesis statement sure. about like f- why this is so important to remember. And I think that that's a key moment in the movie for sure. And I think that that it just could have been just a little bit more powerful if we had more of FDR yeah, as a character. Yeah, it didn't do much. But for me. I do think I, I do think that that's probably like one of the core of the actual historical aspect of the film. Sure,
0: sure. Um, I, uh, you know what? Honestly, it's gonna be weird, but I, I think the segment I actually like most in this movie. Is when Affleck's off on his own fighting uh, in Britain, like with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like I think that section is sick. Uh, obviously, I'm a fan, so I love seeing him kind of do his own movie for a second. But I also think that his flying sequences, like with like with the other pilots and like those dogfights, are my favorite of the movie. Uh, like mm-hmm. I have such a good time with that section. I would happily just watch that chunk as like its own short. Um so mm-hmm. probably not great that that's my favorite section that has nothing to do really with the rest of the film aside from watching him die. But
2: right. Yeah. I dig it. I mean and and that's one that section actually has one of the bigger historical inaccuracies. Um obviously this movie is rife with them. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, not to happen. But one of the biggest ones, yeah, one of the biggest ones is Ben Affleck's time in um in Britain. Because the squadron he would have been joining did not take active servicemen. It did not take Mm -hmm. active Mm -hmm. servicemen from America. And also the timeline is fucked up because he's supposed to be fighting in the Battle of Britain, which Mm -hmm. all takes place in 1940. But this implies that it stretches into 1941, which it did not. It was was finished by October, which I mean, these are small quibbles, you know, really. I am no historian.
1: This this doesn't have to do with the historical aspect of that particular point of the film but like when the British soldier turns to Ben Affleck and he's like if If the Americans have, if all American soldiers are like you, like God forbid anyone who tries to fight with America or something like that. America,
2: fuck
1: yeah. That was some gouda. That was some (laughs) real, real cheese. Yeah, it really was. And
0: that was also I didn't love. I I mean, I know that's the whole point of the like these kind of movies is like America is so dope, and then something bad happened to America, and we hate those other people, and then we take. But the problem.
1: What bothers me about that, though, okay, so if this is supposed like to be it. a rah-rah-rah American film, mm. but even if that is the point, right. if but let's say for a second that that's the point. I don't think that the, and, and you guys could argue about whether or not this is a good thing, but, like, if if that's what we're going for, the Japanese, when we do see them, don't seem that terribly menacing. Like, they, like it all seems like, okay, here's the plan, it's gonna happen, at some point someone says we're gonna do Pearl Harbor, which is interesting, and... But we don't spend enough time with them to like, really be afraid of what's going to happen. We're afraid of the historical event we know is Pearl Harbor. But I don't. I didn't get a sense in watching the film that we were supposed to be afraid of the Japanese military. I
0: think they make them scary as fuck when they attack Pearl Harbor for 45 minutes of the film. And just absolutely <sighs> mow people down. It, it turns them into... like You're right, because we don't get any buildup. So then Japan becomes this two-dimensional subconsciously in the mind of the viewer, like we have to go get those guys. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but in 2001, is it responsible to make people feel that way again about, Japan about the Japanese?
1: I don't it, know. It, yeah, but I like, don't know. I don't know. What kind of movie is this? I have
2: no idea. That's a great question. Let me, let me, let me put it out. Let me put it out this way. Um, I think that we aren't necessarily supposed to be afraid of the Japanese in the sense that at that time, Like most American servicemen were not afraid of the Japanese Mm, and mm -hmm. they barely cover it. It's like these throwaway lines,
0: you know, like, they weren't Mm -hmm. our enemy at the time. Correct. At least to our
2: knowing. Well, here's here's I'll I'll get to the most troubling points about Pearl Harbor. But when it comes to the Japanese as the villains, they kind of gloss over. They they mention the reasons why they're doing what they're doing. But they kind Mm -hmm. of gloss over it, like the whole thing with the oil embargo. That's mainly why that shit went down is because America was like, we want to prevent the spread of the Japanese empire, uh, Mm. but we don't want to do it in open conflict. So we're going to do an oil embargo and that will slow them down, which it was. And that's why they were like, we need to retaliate. We need to do a show of force uh, to get this shit going. Um, And of course, it totally backfired. But I would say the most troubling part of Pearl Harbor is Josh Hartnett has a line where he's on the phone where he says, I think World War Two just started. <laughs> now, the the, yeah. the the reason this is tr- should be troubling is because in a way that's historically accurate for the perspective for of America. the United States. Yeah, mm-hmm. for America. But what it but it what it also implies is and confirms is that America basically didn't give a shit about what was happening in Europe. Like at
0: mm-hmm. all. No, um, and they knew most too. Americans like- were
2: isolation. Yeah. <laughs> no. they, they were isolationist. They did not want a war Pearl. I mean, there's conspiracy theories out there that say that FDR knew about Pearl Harbor ahead of time and chose to do nothing because it would rally the American people into conflict. And he wanted to get involved. Um, whether those theories are correct or even like a right way of thinking about how world war two happens. I'm not going to say one way or the other, but I think that's one of the more disturbing implications about Pearl Harbor is -hmm. that America prior to this basically didn't give a shit and weren't going to be uh, participating in anything outside of Ben Affleck uh, Rafe essentially being that little kernel of, uh, of conscience who's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go fight the Germans in the battle of Britain, even though that's not really how that shit went down. Not really on a grander scale.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think this if is a we disturbing go, movie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, if you want to go historical inaccuracy, the fun way and the good movie way uh, is to be Captain America. First Avenger. Have a good time. Uh, that that's that's my world War two movie uh there's not a lot of gore um things are are a little bit nicer because it's a comic book movie um I feel like in some ways I would rather watch the comic book version as opposed to this flick um because mm-hmm. in its own way it's cartoonish and comic booky but it's it's dealing with some real shit that you know Mm -hmm. there's still people that that fought in world war ii that maybe didn't care for that this flick i i can't speak to that but i just think there's a kernel of of disrespect in in the portrayal um that i can't quite get over uh Mm -hmm. watch Mm -hmm. watching it uh and that's i'm not trying to knock michael bay i'm not i don't know who's to blame necessarily because from what i understand a lot of the big discussions with michael bay going into production he left the project here and there from what i from what i think i understand from reading up on it like because mm-hmm. he wanted to portray it as raw and gritty and rated r as possible and 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 i think in his mind that was the respectful way to go about it like he wanted mm-hmm. to portray the horrors and atrocities of war the only problem is this isn't that movie because you you you're pushed the love triangle too hard. If you want to make Saving Private Ryan, make Saving Private Ryan. If you want to make Titanic, make Titanic, and and the trouble therein uh, is the mismatch.
2: I think he legitimately thought he was making both. I I you know I like Michael Bay honestly. And I do too. You can give you know people can give me a lot of shit for that. Um, I think he's much like you know I guess Zack Snyder. He's a very well, big visual stylist. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he's everything everything that's in credit to Zack Snyder has to do purely with visuals. It's just that it seems Michael Bay Whoa. has trouble. <laughs> Stop. Don't even. Whoa. Let. All right. It's, it's just that in my opinion, if that helps, in my opinion, I think that um, they have trouble stringing together those spectacular visual moments into something coherent, mm-hmm. uh, Pearl Harbor. I wouldn't call it incoherent. It's no, just like no, 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 no. It's, it's just like really maybe poorly coherent. Maybe thematically, it's the It's thematically incoherent. That's that's the best way to put it. But there are some shots in here that I think are fan fucking tastic. Oh, of course, that's I really do. There's some stuff like I I really reacted to when they go out dancing, you know, when they're wooing the nurses. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I really react I there was some really great stuff with like the band and everything like that, you know, so, you know, going around these low angle shots and uh I really felt the excitement of the scene. It's just that he tries to do that with every single scene it has to be this like crazy visual sort of feast and I'm like, "No, man, some of this you can just shoot regular. You can well, just shoot mm-hmm. this standard and you need it to be much more focused on the performances which I don't know if I mean I I don't want to hate on Ben Affleck I don't want to hate on Hartnett or Beckinsale but like I don't know if these were the people to do it maybe Ben Affleck and Beckinsale but Josh Hartnett I don't know if at this time he's ready yeah I don't know if he's ready it's
0: a big swing it's it's definitely um the thing I do appreciate about this movie in the cinematography is, yeah, I mean, you can tell it must have just been like it's, a, it's exhausting, maybe to a fault, as you're saying, uh, exhausting mm-hmm. to imagine the the perfectionism that goes into to setting up all of these gorgeous expensive shots. Uh, me as an audience member, I think that's tasty. Uh, me as a, like me as the independent filmmaker, never, never, not in a million years. Oh my God no. Um, but I, that's, I'm not the guy, I'll, I'm not the guy to give Pearl Harbor to, thank God. Um, but, but I think just, yeah, it's like, I think there's just always that value aspect in me. I'm like, it costs the same to watch this $300 million movie. I want to check it out. Um, I mean, to, to watch the indie movie and sometimes that, that part of me wins over. I, I still love indie cinema more, but, um, a filmmaker like michael bay a Zack snyder a james cameron uh yeah go back a, K- a kubrick you know it's like i want to see the the perfectionist in shots because i would never personally be able to take the time to do a hundred takes sure. of a scene to get it right and like make. Mm. you know so i i'm i'm into that kind of it, it's hard i do lend my respect to that mm-hmm but again, I'm always digging to give people credit. I'm, I, you know, because filmmaking is hard. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Is like, I, fuck, man. It must it must be heartbreaking to 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 work this hard on something and people tell you it sucks. Uh, so mm-hmm. I I'm always I always have to walk both sides of that line on this podcast. But I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that this deserves Best Picture. It does not.
1: Mm-hmm. It did win a couple Oscars though. I think for sound, sound. editing, I saw yeah. and,
0: and and it deserves it um Mm -hmm. it's you know and 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 let's
2: and um i'll I'll throw these numbers out there budget of 132 million okay and it made 500 it made 450 million dollars
0: damn
2: so a a, a rousing success um i wonder i wonder how much the view of this movie changes because this comes out may 25th 2001 Goes yeah. the
0: home, does... home video? I read December 01. Christmas 01. Wow. everybody's America fuck Yang that Christmas. Mm-hmm. It did well yeah. on home video. I uh, had a it. Twenty four percent.
2: A twenty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes um,
0: makes it worthy of talking about. On yeah, the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, exactly.
2: It's just, um, it's just very strange, it, and it really. I think that a movie like this cannot be made again and nope. be successful. Mm-hmm. No. I think the movie midway from last year is a uh, proof of that because that was a $125 million movie only nice. made a hundred million at the, at the box office. Um, well, what
0: say you about something like, uh, you know, everybody jerking off over uh, what's the world war one movie that just happened. 1917. Yeah. What about that? Like, I mean, that yeah, was expensive th- and that everybody loved it. So I don't know. I mean, it's not a little, well, I'll say, it's yeah, more Dunkirk I think, than Titanic, but.
2: Yeah, so it that's the thing is that, um, I would, but I wouldn't call that, um, the, it's not in the same space as Pearl Harbor. No, you're not right. You're because right. it's not, uh, it's, it's not the star stuff. It, it's almost like a really expensive indie movie. It's directed mm-hmm. by, you know, directed by Sam Mendez, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, really. I'm not trying to lump it order. in because I, I yeah. know
0: it's highly regarded. I'm just I'm asking. Yeah, the I would say again.
2: Yeah, sure, sure. No, I I think um, that this era of kind of like I mean, Pearl Harbor, if it was made in the in like the 70s or the 60s rather, that would have been directed by David Lean. If, that would have been broke, like some Lawrence of Arabia shit, yeah, you know what fuck I mean? Yeah, you
0: get or 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 it ends up being like a John Wayne movie or something, like you know what I mean? Like I, like it, I have no idea if it makes way more money in that era or it makes it, it it becomes just like one of thirty other World War II movies in that era. So that's just something to to to, to ponder around. mm Hmm. Katie. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. know. I want to know your 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 final thoughts on Pearl Harbor.
1: I wish the movie that I saw was edited by you guys because oh, I think that you, you guys make a really good point <laughs> about if it was two hours long, it could have. It probably would have been much better. And I agree so much with both of you. And I wish I saw that version. You know, um, that's awesome. By the yeah, <laughs> me
0: too. Pl- I, wish I saw that
2: version too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That We'd makes me. Rich. That makes me think of like uh, <laughs> when Topher Grace was doing Black Klansman, and what did he recut? Uh, Lord of the Rings or Hobbit or something like that. He
2: recut. He recut the entirety of the Hobbit into so, a single movie.
0: Well, if we have time someday, Tom. If we have time oh, some Christ. some month, let's mm-hmm. get this movie and do an editor's cut. But uh, that's gonna be years down the line because th- that sounds mm-hmm. like a task. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: gonna need. I'm gonna need some more of that original pre theatrical cut footage i'm gonna need to see i want if i'm gonna recut a movie i need the whole enchilada i think i need to pull some stuff start
0: this movie on december 6th i think i just cut out a lot and then Mm -hmm. i turn the battle into 15 minutes and then i play up the third act here Mm -hmm. see and i retitle it and i retitle it
2: what do you call it um
0: love and war
2: (laughs) 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 oh my god
1: <laughs>
0: that's my um, screenplay I'm, title. I'll let the studio make it something
2: better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'm gonna take the opposite approach. I think the movie needs to end at Pearl Harbor. That needs to be the third act of the movie. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because and I don't if think you Josh have the footage just
0: set up your first act very well in this movie, but mm-hmm. um,
2: I I don't know. I'm I'm bought into the story in the first act. I'm bought into it. I really really am. I am. I like O'Case them being Fly
0: boys. I'm into them.
2: Yeah, I'm like and then he goes away and fights in the Battle of Britain, they think he's dead. Everything leading up to Pearl Harbor more or less works as You're a right. concept. In execution, whatever, you know, that's up to <laughs> that's up to anybody's subjective view, but I think everything works up to Pearl Harbor. Maybe you cut down da- you cut down certain scenes from the beginning and then you definitely cut down on the battle a bit cuz they spend so much time watching the destruction of Pearl Harbor. And then there's the whole bit where they go up and fly and shoot down like two or three planes. I'm like, that doesn't That's really long. need to happen. That doesn't yeah. s- that doesn't sell me. That doesn't sell me on the tragedy here. If I'm going to be completely removed and cynical about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what be- does sell me... Is that Josh Hartnett needs to die at Pearl Harbor? Yes. That, yeah. What I'm the that. fuck Absolutely. is that shit? What he's dying like an hour later? That doesn't make any sense. He needs to die in at my Pearl neck, Harbor, Rafe. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we do the Evelyn
0: cut, and and just do, yeah. make, make her the main character. This <laughs> I is mean, like, I'd watch that movie about a nurse who meets two boys. They know yeah. they they did their research and googled baby names pretty fucking well because my uh, my grandma uh was middle name was Evelyn. So when I when I heard that in the in the movie I was like, "Yep, they got the timeline just right." Yeah, and uh, it right. it's weird too cuz my grandma's birthday is December 7th. Um No way. Oh. It's not it's not that year. She's December she no. was December 7th, 1924. But what a fucking birthday that must have been, especially Ugh. I don't know necessarily the timeline of her marriage, but I know her husband, my grandpa fought in, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if he fought, he served in World War II. Uh I'd mm-hmm. have to do more research and find out what, but I'm just saying like man, what a time to be alive. Or I, I just, mm-hmm. uh, fuck, that's just some, just some harrowing shit that happened in American yeah. history. We have our very own harrowing shit happening outside of our fucking door right now. So I'm not trying mm-hmm. to, but it's apples to oranges, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, I want to throw out, I, I, Luke, I posed this question to you. Um, unanswerable question. What happens when Danny's kid asks about the giant <laughs> marble obelisk, in the backyard, what the fuck is that? I think, mean, I
0: think uh, if my dad is Ben Affleck um, and I'm Danny, I think Affleck's probably just straight up about it. I think I think he's probably like, I think he just makes his kid understand. I think he's pretty honest. Affleck's like, well, I'm not gonna make my kid shrouded in lies that shattered my heart when I was a prisoner sure. of war and Nazi-occupied <laughs> fucking. Uh, uh England or whatever. So I'm just going to I like, like this version of Rafe. Yeah, Rafe's a good man. Like... Fuck if, if you disagree with that. We know one thing is true is Rafe is a good man uh He's in this good dude, in, yeah. in this movie. Yeah. He's a good no, I'm soldier. I'm not saying he isn't, good but man. the idea
1: of him being very straightforward with his oh, son yeah. about the weird his knee. love triangle Sits he him was in. He He's was like, in? look, yeah. that,
0: you're named after my best friend and mm-hmm. and yeah, some things happen. But <laughs> But that was I think a different time, I think It's like, so how I mean, do
2: you explain to your kid that your mom is like, yep, my best friend? I mean, and, and let's be honest You can explain away
0: anything with the horrors of war.
2: That's mm-hmm. true. And, um, you know, just talking to talking to my fiance, this happened in her own family where a man was married to someone. He goes off to war. He dies. The best mm-hmm. friend yeah. comes yeah, in I'm and becomes that mm-hmm. happened that shit happened tracks. more often so that's why i think it's, it's kind of biblical ending. even it
1: is yeah right mm-hmm. also
0: i I think back to the patriot when he marries his own when he marries his wife's sister and shit like mm-hmm. uh like i mean like that's a war don't thing. don't even bring up that
2: fucking movie. i would love I to watch mean,
0: the patriot on here that's a good movie if that's on tv i'll give it a watch
2: you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pass me on that shit i can't i can't take the patriot <laughs> all right maybe someday um, katie me and you but uh I'll throw down my final thoughts. I think this is uh a strangely historically uh important movie. I think mm-hmm. it is this is what happens when critically speaking you swing and you miss. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um obviously this movie made a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um but I still think if you tried to talk to Michael Bay about this movie um, I don't even know what he would say because mm-hmm. I think it's always stuck in his craw a little bit that he's never been critically accepted by, um, you know, the uh, the intelligentsia of film. Which I can understand that frustration. There's a lot of great filmmakers that get shafted because they don't make movies that critics like and people and you know what they still make a shit ton of money. Um, but I think I- Pearl Harbor is an impressive failure and. If this is on TNT on a Sunday, I'm watching this fucking movie. Fuck yeah. I am. It's just it's good enough for that, you know.
1: I don't think Michael Bay wants to be accepted by the greater film community. I think that he has a lot of like distaste. Uh, I think he kind of like maybe had a moment where he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it," and I think it might have even been this film that made him be like, "You know what? No, fuck it. I'm gonna, you know, I, I, do- I don't think he has any interest in being part of." I do wonder intelligence no. no. anymore. I
0: ponder it. It's like, does Michael? If I'm Michael Bay, I don't think I give a shit at this point. I'm probably mm-hmm. like shitting on a gold toilet and like <laughs> yeah. fucking with a poster of Pearl Harbor like in my bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, thank, I'm lighting up a fucking blunt and saying, "Thanks for paying the bills, homie," to that poster <laughs> yeah. of flicking and Josh Hartnett. I'm and not. He walks through his it. hall
2: of is Hall of Transformers. Oh yeah. Five. Oh, good. There are yeah, 5 dude. Transformers movies. Michael
0: Bay, mm-hmm. can you imagine being a filmmaker <laughs> that is more than man but an idea? Like I like mm-hmm. I'm just saying like he he exists he ex, I'm just saying he exists on a plane that not many filmmakers yeah. uh, have uh, before or will after. So, mm-hmm. like it or not, Michael Bay is 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 a is a spoke in the wheel of American oh. <laughs> cinema. He's an
1: interesting kind of auteur, that's for sure. An auteur,
2: he is an auteur. He He is is totally, an he Mm -hmm. is is. the American auteur. Fuck you, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah.
0: Well, mm -hmm. hey, they can exist.
2: They're obviously very different. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually made a boo-boo earlier. This is not his third movie. This is his fourth. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. I forgot the magnum opus that is The Rock. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. I don't even. I've never seen that. (laughs) You've never. That's that's on your wall. I'm I'm going to encourage all listeners. Yeah, go home, watch Bad Boys, Armageddon, and The Rock, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll you'll, do one better. You'll understand. Watch
0: The Rock in Michael Bay's Pain and Gain, and 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 <laughs> oh enjoy God. yourself.
2: <laughs> uh, Luke, do you have some final thoughts on PH?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I I you. I think you said it all. Like, I mean, I'm conflicted but if it's on, if it's on TNT or FX, uh, of course, why not? Why not click it? I'm, I, I think my main line of thinking now watching it, uh, with these eyes is the thing that's always going to fire for me is the nostalgia of watching it as a kid. I'm, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, that's my favorite drug there is in the world. Um, nostalgia. So, uh, it's right up there with caffeine and weed. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so I I uh, I love that, and I will never like turn away from a Ben Affleck performance. I just love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, of course, I'm conflicted in terms of content. I'm I'm troubled as a as a as a screenwriting grad, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's things I would change. But I'm an appre- I'm an appreciator of all cinema, and that's why we have this podcast. Absolutely. Know, you know? So
1: oh, it was so much fun to talk yeah. to you guys about oh, this. Yeah.
2: yeah a pod that shall live in infamy
0: (laughs) with that being said i've been luke taylor
1: i've been katie groatsinger
2: and i've been
0: tom hush and you have a good one folks